Good morning, y'all. So good to see everybody. Good to see our uh, online church, too, here. Y'all make some noise for our online church here. Oh, yeah. We thank God that we're able to do this physical reality, digital reality, and that I tell you what, not one is more important than the other. They're both important. We have folks who have been joining in online who have been faithful in every way in prayer, in their finances, in extra donations, who are part of the reason that we are here. Everything is working together. And so for you folks who are joining online this morning, church, I just pray you are feeling that sense that you are loved and you are just as accounted for as the folks in this room who are living a life of worship unto God, living a life that pleases God and bringing in gifts and the different sacrifices that we do because we are a church. And so well, y'all just make noise for them one more time. I'm so grateful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank God Steve's in the house this morning. That means I'm going to have a whistler. If I could whistle like that, y'all, I would, but I just cannot whistle. I, can, I, can, I can't do that. Maybe when I get to heaven, I'll be a good whistler. Oh, thank you, Lord. Woo. Boy, I tell you what. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord. We're expecting. Speak to our hearts, Lord, as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to speak from the title or the subject today, Divine Conversations. Divine Conversations. If you're in the chat room, you can write in there and help me preach this. If you're sitting beside somebody, you can look over at them and say, Divine Conversations. Divine Conversations. I have to make sure to pace myself. I'm so grateful for the spirit of intercession and prayer in our church and how God is increasing that. I did want to tell you on that note that uh, I believe if you, if you exclude today, we'll have eight Sundays left for the rest of this year. And in those eight Sundays, because the 26th, we are not gathering together, the last Sunday of 2021, one of the things we're doing is gathering at 930 for a time of praying together as a, as a spiritual family. And I want to encourage you to join me, join us in praying together, in praying together. In these remaining eight Sundays, it's about 15 minutes or so, but it is such, it is such a blessing to be able to come together and do this thing that God says he wants his people to do. And I know that prayer has produced so many wins. I'm looking around the room and I could begin to name so many. I'm thinking about your knee right now and the power of God and prayer. And I'm thinking about backs that we've seen healed and thinking about marriages that have been restored and marriages that are going to be restored through a people who are praying. So I want to invite you to, to join in so we can finish strong in 2021. I want to finish strong. I want to finish pursuing God, not like, ooh, I survived it. And some of us are so conditioned to survival that the idea of actually advancing and progress, is, it, just, it just seems like a pipe dream. So I'm not trying to hype you up or anything. I'm telling you the truth. I know that in seeking God, in trusting him and loving him, boy, I tell you what, he makes a way where there seems to be none. I was talking with a brother this morning. And he was telling me some bad news. And I had gotten a sense in prayer time that he was going to get some bad news. And I had reached out before the bad news came. And I said, well, although that, that news was bad, 
I said, can you imagine how bad it would have been if we hadn't been praying? I've learned um, and I'm learning that you have to say it that way so people understand what you're saying sometimes. Because it could be worse. And so we, I'm learning, y'all. Y'all keep praying for me. I'm learning. How you have to say it so people, oh, I get it. I really get it. Not just the positive, but the negative, too. I'm learning. I'm doing good, right? I'm trying to serve y'all. I'm trying, I'm trying to help my people. Oh! <laughs> Anthony's trying to help me out. Okay, I love it. So, divine conversations. We had a divine conversation uh, last week. We have one all the, all the time. Whenever we meet, divine conversations. I feel you, Alana. I feel you. <laughs> divine conversations. And the, one of the reasons uh, I'm calling it divine conversations is because um, it, it will be helpful. It will be helpful in calling it a divine conversation because uh, what, is, what is a real threat, what's a real problem is uh, we forget what, what, what we're supposed to be doing. We forget what we're supposed to be doing. So we're, we're calling one of the reasons, one of the reasons we're calling this divine conversation is so that it, it, it helps us remember what it is we're supposed to be doing. Because this is another thing I've, I've, I've learned and have been learning, and I've, I've gotten better and better at it, and I've gotten better and better at it on purpose, is that regardless of how long you've been living life, uh, we're prone to forget. Uh, the scriptures say like this, we're prone to wonder. We can be on the path, then something happened in life, something happened at work, and we wonder. Something happened in a relationship, and we wander off the path. And so I've, 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 I've learned, I've, I've made a lot of peace with, oh, Pastor, part of your job is being a good reminder. Because some of us, we, we already know, but when you're doing this thing and then life hits you on the right and it hits you on the left and it hits you this way, you get knocked off the path sometimes and you can't find where the path is. Have you ever been there where you, 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 you say, I had my rhythm going, I, I, I know where I'm going, I know why I've got to get there, and then this thing happened and it was like I just couldn't find my way anymore. I, I know I'm not the only one who's been there. So I, I say, oh, so Holy Spirit. Pastor Jeanette's been really helping me. I say, oh, don't worry about this. Focus right here, right here. Just keep reminding me. Just keep, just keep reminding me. Just keep, and I was like, okay, Lord. And so it's called divine conversations because it's supposed to be a reminder. And I'm going to say it like this. Of what your job is. Of what your job is. Of what my job is. My job is to have divine conversations. Because we, we, we go around like I was trying to illustrate. We, we go around and life throws us this way. And life throws that way. And we got to get back on path. And before we know it, we don't know what our job is. Just as lost and aimless, the people you're sitting beside right now, I, they, they might not be saying amen the way I want them to, but they know what I'm talking about. They, 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 they know what I'm talking about. And, and so I, I put your job description as the title so that when you ask the question, what am I supposed to be doing? You, say, you can answer the question and say, you're supposed to be having divine conversations. Because we get confused about what we're supposed to be doing. And then it's just like, just, huh? What am I, huh? 
And so I've, 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 I'm growing in this grace. And, you know, when we were working on praying through all that senior care uh, ministry stuff that we're doing, I'm so excited about. And so we were doing the stuff. We prayed about it for a long time. And then we did a job description so that, so that Gila would be set up for a win of what the job was. Didn't we do that, Grace? Yeah, we did that because I have recognized more and more and more and more. You've got to remind people what the job is. You have to, this is what your job is. No, 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 not that. And so all of last week's message was one big whole description of what it meant and what it looked like to be the church. We listed those 59 one another's or we gave a lot of them because it describes for us what a church looks like, what it's supposed to be doing, what the church's job is. When I don't know what to do, I know that God has put me. He said, Dennis, your job is to encourage somebody. So go find somebody to encourage. Your job is to love somebody. So go find somebody to love. Your job is to go find somebody who needs their burdens. Bear their burdens. Go find somebody who is weary and heavy laden. That's the function of the church. It's the job description of the church. But when life gets so busy and it gets so hectic and it gets so distracting and there's year-end goals that have got to be met, I can't see what my job is. So thank God for church. Thank God for your own time with the Lord where you get real clear about this is my job. And I don't care if I have a place to live or I know where I'm going to live. I know what my job is. So I won't be confused about, well, you know, I don't know where I'm going to live. And, you know, so I don't really know what to do with that church or I don't know what to do with my wife and kids. It's real. It could happen. It's not a judgment if that's if if that's what, but I know what my job is, so I have to show up for work. Because I know what the job is, regardless of if things are working in my favor or they are circumstantially happening the way that I want them to happen, I'm not gonna let anything separate me from what my assignment is. Primary job, divine conversations primary job where I get all my other job assignments from come from that time with the Lord divine conversations if you're reading in the gospels you see moments where Jesus goes off to a solitary place to pray you see stuff like that in the gospels Jesus, Son of God, Jesus, Messiah, Jesus, showing us that in order to be effective in life, if you care about being effective, which I know we get confused on it about what we're not really concerned with being effective. We want to be flashy, or we want to be the center of attention, or we want to. Be so a lot of times we don't really. You say, "Well, I just want to be effective." What you gave me to do? Did I do it? Did I do it with all my heart? I just, it's simple for me. I don't care about that, all, this, all that other stuff. But we see Jesus retreating away to a solitary place to pray. We see Jesus, awesome, amazing, sinless, perfect Jesus, going away to have divine conversations with God and then making statements of, I only do what I see the Father doing. My my whole food is to work, Jesus said. He got all these kind of statements like this that reflect that he is depending on God. And he's doing it through what some of you might call prayer or what some of you might call meditation, biblical meditation, or what some of you might call just any of these disciplines. But the point, the point is Jesus is having these conversations with God so that he can go out and be and fulfill what he's been purposed on the planet to fulfill. How much more, me and you? I'm not sinless. I'm not perfect. How much more, me and you? Where Jesus gives a picture of 
first thing, first thing, I'm going to talk with God. I'm going to listen to God. In your divine uh, conversation, you take that word in and you talk to God about his word. Um, amen? That one, that one was not a deep thought. Talk to God about his word. When we study, that's a divine conversation. Everything in this life is an opportunity to engage with God about it. Lord, how do you see it? How do you feel about it? What are you wanting from me? What are you asking of me? And, and, and I'm telling you, God is so merciful. Sometimes we, we, we think we're getting around something, but what we don't realize is that we're missing out on the more. We think because we're skating by that everything's fine, and it's because we don't see what God really has for us. Yeah, so we, 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 we get accustomed to skimping, shortchanging, putting God low on the totem pole. And we think, we think we, I, it's going how it's supposed to go. That's deception. So I found so much that you get that book, that Bible, you get that word of God, and you go into a posture of listening and to receive. Ask all the uh, aggressive questions you can of the text. But, the, the, but to receive from God, I have to have a listening posture, a heart that wants to, Lord, I just, I'm not in here to just know about, you know, all these people's families and all this kind of stuff like this. Like, it's good because you want me to know it and all that. But really, Lord, I'm in the word because I want to talk to you. I want you to talk to me. Light your word up in me. And, Lord, I'm not even coming asking you for anything um, uh, outside of I just want you. Thank you, G-Lo. I just want you. I, I, I know if I seek you, you're going to add everything else to me anyway. So I'm asking you for the thing that's going to matter most. I just want you. As much of you as I can get this side of heaven, I want you. And I bring that to my Bible study or my quiet time or my, what else do we call it? Uh, devotional. Whatever term you use. But I'm bringing a heart posture to say, here I am, Lord, I just want to receive. I want to connect with you. And, and, and you must take that Bible with you in that time. This is the thing that gets me. Same Holy Spirit that wrote those scriptures is the same Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Same Holy Spirit that wrote the scriptures is the Holy Spirit on the side of us. The same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. God saw fit to make a big old book full of words. <laughs> He's already set a tremendous agenda for discussion. Wouldn't be reason that if he wrote all those words and is being as loving as he is, that he actually wants to communicate with us about what he's put in that book? Because if he loves me, then wh where he's coming from is a place of love. So I have plenty of material, relational material to talk to God about because that Bible is full of words. Full of thoughts and ideas and intentions. And so I'm hoping, even as Jasmine had prayed, thank you, Jesus, that we get shook. And we say, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. That's what that book is. Oh, it's because he cares that he's communicating with me. He's a communicating God. How are we talking about God being silent? And you got that big old Bible. 
It don't seem like he quiet to me. That's a lot of words in that thing. Some of you have heard some of the testimonies. I'm, I'm asking the Holy Spirit, Lord, which testimonies do you want me to share with the people? Some of you have heard the testimonies. Where I, you know, I'm just going, not special, just, just, every, just, just every, like everybody else. Got to put one pant, pant leg on like, like everybody else. We're all in the same, same place. And I'm just going to just worship the Lord. And I'm reading this text, and I'm like, mm, why are you talking to me about all this other stuff this text ain't talking about? And he's leading me and he's guiding me and he's saying, do this and go there, call this person. And I'd be like, Lord, you are something else. God will use all those things because he wants to talk with us. He loves us so much. He wants to have that conversation. He wants us to talk with him about the things that he's talking about. And I've noticed that when we do that, those things that aren't explicitly written in the text... He then talks to us about those things. Many of you probably have that same kind of testimony. I have so many of those. Of the, somebody say divine conversation. Divine conversation. Where we know what our job description is. We know. Oh, I'm going to talk to God, not just in the morning. And then, Lord, I don't want to hear from you no more today, Lord. Okay, I met with you at 6 o'clock. I met with you at 4.30. Okay, good. We had our time check box. I don't want to hear from you no more today. There is nothing of value that you could have to possibly say to me. Not that, y'all, right? But, but, but starting with him first thing, it shows he's priority. And I want you, Lord, to determine how the rest of the day goes because I'm with you. Because we've been talking since I woke up and got in my conscious mind. We've been talking. And so, Lord, we're going to have divine conversations all throughout the day. It might be through a verse that I'm met biblic biblically meditating on. I'm chewing on a particular verse or thought or study I've been in. It might be through a prayer moment. It might be in the quiet of my own heart as I'm going to work or sitting in my office cubicle. I'm going to be talking to you all day long. And I expect to hear from you all day long. Remind me of my job description. Remind me that what is most important is that I am stepping up to have the conversation. Remind me that the most important thing is that I am having a conversation with you all the day long. And that I am not trying to do this apart from you. The only thing, and really we could shut it down right here and go home. Because everything comes from that one, that's that one conversation. It starts and then it's like, oh, well, Lord, we were talking about that, Lord. I want some more of that conversation. Lord, can we talk about that some more? Ooh, that conversation was good. I'm still in the dark. Can, I, can we talk about that some more? Can we talk about that some more? You might have heard the thought to pray without ceasing. The idea is clear. Just be in a conversation, be in an actual relationship with God all day. Some of us, our lives will really change if, if, he's, if he gets first conversation. And we get in the habit of first conversation. I remember a tough season in my life. Oh, it was tough. We, Mia and I were in, in Texas, and, and um, I was associate pastor at this uh, great church, and, you know, first kid. And for some reason, uh, it, was, it, it was irrational, but um, we, 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 we were just growing in our faith like everybody else, and at that particular point, um, we had had Langston, and Mia was um, concerned about SIDS. Uh, SIDS is sudden infant death syndrome. 
you know, understandable concern, but we we were on a whole nother level with our concern, like, like told, like it was the whole next level. And so what we would do is we would do shifts to watch that baby sleep. <laughs> Y'all can laugh. It's okay. That's what we did. Now, I know that's a real thing, you know, in terms of watching. the. I mean, that's what we did. We were watching that boy sleep. I was like, now, obviously, we, we, the Lord freed us of that fear. But even in the, in the, in the midst of it, I would, I would, it was a hard time because we were just doing the most and it was, it was just dumb. Because um, we didn't have a, a real specific reason to do it. Just like, you know, first time parents, you know how that can go where it's less like, you doing what? You could get first time parents this year. Are you doing that? Oh, okay, I get it. I was like, ooh, they won't be doing that very long. It's <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Talk to me after you've had, okay, no, no, no. And so, um, but seeing my own brokenness and, and wanting to live out what Jesus was saying in Matthew 5, 3, about blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who depend on God. I, I, I like depending on God, especially when, especially when it's clear to me that times are really rough and I really need the Lord to come through. I love to depend on God. Although it's, sometimes that's like really hard. But he gets the most pleasure out of that. Where you have to be talking to him because you know that in order to glorify him, you got to be talking to him about what that even looks like. Not just the outcome, but the whole process. Oh, that's a preach. I want to glorify God. I want to glorify God. So I want to do this thing. Okay, good. Good. But, you know, in order to do this thing right here, you got to go through a whole process before you get to even get to do this thing. And if you want to glorify God, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control is what's marking your entire path and process. And so then we don't really want to glorify God. We want what we want. See, if I don't get amens, I know to, oh, I'm going to lean in. Because that should have that that been some resonance. Of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if I want to glorify God through this process where I don't know where I'm going to live right now, the fruit of God's spirit have to come out of me. And the only way they're going to come out of me is if I'm depending on God with my very life. Because I'm not no superman. But I sure do know how to depend on him. I know how to depend. Like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Lord, this thing right here is going to show whether or not I believe you or not. So I want to glorify you through the whole, so whole process. So if I want to glorify God for that, then watch your attitude all the way through the process. Is it Christ-like? Is it godly? I want to glorify God. I want to glorify God. You do? Okay. Walk it out. Amen? I, I didn't even plan on preaching that, but y'all didn't say nothing, so I, what took me? But all that to say, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to do stories. I'm trying to do stories. Y'all know I'm trying to do stories because I feel like this is our church. And, and sometimes people hear stories and they compare themselves to people in a dangerous way. And I'm so anti that. So I don't tell a lot of stories, personal ones of certain kinds. Of, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, Jesus is the standard. I'm just an example. Flawed. You, yay. Follow me as I follow Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Not Pastor Dennis. So please receive encouragement and strength. But don't be trying to make, make what my story is your story. Make sure you're having the divine conversation with God because he is the one writing your story. So I would be depending on God. Y'all, we wouldn't get no sleep. It was me, Langston, and me. And we would do those shifts and I would need to go to work and... And, and do all the stuff and, like, do it for real. And I, I don't do the fakey, fakey thing. I don't have to put on a face for nobody. 
If it ain't there, it just ain't there. <laughs> I'll tell you, hey, look. Give me a second. <laughs> I'm not putting on the show for you and nobody else. <laughs> and so I would be depending on God. And in this crazy season, crazy season, I would still be meeting with God, having those divine conversations, putting him first. I, I really don't know how he gave me the grace to do that. I know he's God. He can do anything. But as I look back on it, it was just such a rough time. It was such a rough time. And one morning, I was just up meeting with God. And, uh, and the Lord spoke to me about something I wasn't even reading. Okay. And so when I say he spoke to me, I don't mean I heard an audible voice coming like you can hear my voice right now. No. I know that there are some people in the kingdom of God who have heard God that way. That's great. Praise God. Uh, but when I'm, if I ever say that, I'm not saying like that. What I heard was on the inside of me. And then that thing bubbled up into a knowledge that I could articulate. And I could say, doop, 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 doop. And let me tell you what one of those divine conversations. I wasn't talking to God about this. What he gave me. This is what he gave me. He said, I was in Texas. He said, I am moving you back to the West Coast. He said, you're going to leave at this date. He said, this is the city you're going to go to. Now, some of that is, is cool. So just to give you a little insight into me, I can be real, like real, just like, mm -mm, this is what he said for do right now, and that's what we're going to do. I can just, you know, just like, if you don't give me another word, I'm just going to keep doing this until you give me something different. So he knows that about me. He's working on me. Pray for me. <laughs> some of that's real good, but, you know, something that's real good can also be real bad. Because I'll be like, mm -mm. You better tell me something different. And so I think in part the Lord's like, I'm giving you something different. Uh, and then another part was of that is just enjoying his presence and wanting to be with him. And him giving me the details. Telling me all this stuff. And that wasn't on my radar like that. That was not a, it wasn't like a prayer request kind of thing. It was... Um, it was just, wow, just hanging out with God and him just saying, hey, this is about to come your way. So obviously I was on my shift and the baby was sleeping. Mia woke up and I was like, babe, she'll say, babe, the Lord's moving us back to the West Coast. He said, we're going to leave this date. So that means I've got to prepare the church that I was serving at like this. And he said, he gave me these initials, S-M. And so he didn't tell me the actual um, city. But that's the initials he gave me. I mean, that thing, that's what I had thought, Steve. I thought it was Santa Monica. That was my guess. The Lord didn't say that. But it was Sierra Madre. Sierra Madre. It could have been San Marino, but I didn't know about no San Marino. <laughs> no, he says he, so it was SM. And I was like, and I was like, babe, and da, da, da. And she's like, okay, you know. And I'm like, yeah. So, I mean, I'm like, okay. And then confirmation after confirmation after confirmation just came in. And I'd be like, Lord, you're really doing this. You're really doing it. And obviously, or if you haven't connected it, that's how I'm standing here right now. Off of just one little divine conversation with God when I could have missed it. Would if he had given it to me later? I would hope so. But something happens when we get in the habit of not being sensitive to having a conversation with God. We get kind of callous. You can go through the motions and still not, it don't get in your heart. It's something you kind of heard. Okay, well, that's nice. File that away in the nice category. That's good. Divine 
conversations, the, the, the way the Lord will. Just say, I just want you to enjoy me. Talk with me. Wrestle it out with me. Pour your heart out to me. So, some, some of you uh, are avoid uh, getting with God because you're you making it too hard. You're making it like you have to have like a number two lead pencil and you need to have a workbook and a worksheet and it's got to be like this. And If that's how you roll, that's how you roll. I'm not, I'm, I'm not hating on you at all, but come on now. You're talking to God who knows everything. He knows everything. And for some of you today, you're going to re-engage God just by telling God how you really feel. You're going to just tell him, this is how I feel about X, Y, Z. And I'm telling you, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I have some feelings. And I'm so glad he's available 24-7. I don't have to wonder about whether or not I'm bothering him. He knows everything anyway, but what he's looking for is the divine conversation where I just, Lord, here I am laid bare. This is how I, this is how I really think. This is how I really feel. That's a legit conversation with God. Where you share and you listen, you get in his word and you say, this thing I'm dealing with, this is what he has to say about it. This is, this is what I got to say about it. This is the blah, 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 whatever. This is what he got to say. And then you allow, you allow what his thoughts and feelings are to influence yours. And a, an exchange begins to happen where somehow you end up getting lighter. Somehow. He does this thing. Where you, 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 I don't even go to him telling him, like, Lord, take this burden away. I don't, I don't talk to him that way. I mean, we can't. There's nothing wrong with that. But when I'm telling I'm just saying, like, Lord, this is what's going on with me. I know you know that, but I know that you are just pleased in the whole exchange. That I trust you with how I really feel. I trust you with my vulnerabilities and my insecurities. You, nobody is a better friend to me than you are. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. That'll send me to a shout. I got to calm down. <laughs> Reel it back, Pastor. So for some of you, you're going to simplify, like, what, what that time or those moments with God actually look like so that you can actually re-engage with him. Because everything happens from those from those conversations with him. Everything happens. And, and you can tell him, Lord, I know, head knowledge wise, that you're, you, you should be first. Like in my day, like I, I, I know that. I know that, but you're, you're not that important to me yet. What I want to do first is check social media. What I want to do first is look at the news. What I want to do first is get my cup of coffee. Those three things I mentioned, those things aren't evil or bad. That's not the point I'm making. You hear me, right? Where we get honest about, God, you're cool and everything. But I don't want you to be like, like the center of my world. I want to have you as an accessory. And if you talk to him about that, I believe with all my heart, repentance is on the way. Because you're going to start seeing some stuff. You're going to be like, I can't believe I was making that more important than getting with God. I can't believe I let that excuse keep me from hearing and reading what is in God's I can't believe I did that. And then you'll be able to tell me and we'll be able to talk about it and we can share it with the church. about. I can't believe I was letting that excuse stop me. That excuse ain't doing nothing for me. Not helping me, saving me, bringing me etern into eternal life. So wherever you are in that. One of the things a divine conversation does. Somebody say one thing. This is not exhaustive. It's just one thing that happens. Is that when you are talking to 
uh, the truth. Boy, I tell you what, you gonna get some clarity. You gonna get some clarity because you're talking to the truth. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. Look at these scriptures real quick. Numbers 32 and 19 reads like this. God is not man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? Titus 1-2. In hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, who never lies, promised before the ages begin. Hebrews 6-18. So that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. We who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. Your God does not lie. He can't lie. He won't lie to me. He ain't going to lie to you. He's got you. Hey, I feel the whole Oh, let me stop. Hey, thank you, Jesus. And so there's a confidence we have. That the one we're talking to has this perfect, impeccable character. Ooh, he knows everything about everything, and he loves me completely. When I talk to him, I can expect he's going to shoot me straight, and he's going to be gentle. Hey, oh, I'm talking to somebody. Oh, my goodness. Don't run from God. Lean into him. Run into his presence. Be like, oh, you are the truth, and you make crooked places. Oh, you make them straight. You make rugged places plain so that I can see. Oh. You're a good shepherd to me. You can't lie. There's no deceit found in you. Oh, my goodness, Lord, won't you speak to me through your word? I want to talk back to you. I want to become your word. I want to be an expression of the truth lived out in my workplace, in my marriage. I want to be an expression of who you are. My goodness. I take, I take solace. I take comfort in the fact. He can't lie. If he said it, he'll do it. If he said it, he'll do it. Oh, how important it is for us to be like, what did you say? Can we just talk about what you said? This is good, huh? He won't lie. If the Lord tells you he's going to be there at 3 o'clock, he's going to be there at 3 o'clock. Just like that. Um, I live out in Santa Clarita, and sometimes what we do, my wife and I, if there's some folks out there in Santa Clarita, we'll drive in together. With some other bridge folks who live out in Santa Clarita, just drive into bridge on Sunday morning together. And sometimes we, we ride in with the Fretchels or whatnot. And so they have this running joke that if I say, <laughs> if I say, I'm going to pick you up at 645, they have this joke that's like, he's going to be there at 630. <laughs> it's not a joke, but it's funny to me. <laughs> but there's some people, I bet you, if, if they were going to pick, pick, pick you up. And they said they're going to be there at 645. You're like, I'm not even getting ready, ready yet. They're not going to be here till 9 o'clock. <laughs> your, your, your God, my God, if he spoke it, he's going to deliver. And he's going to come through. In the, in the, in the church uh, back in the day, they say, he may not come when you want him. <laughs> but y'all he's always on time and it speaks to the uh, impeccability of his character that if he said your sins are forgiven past present and future then you can believe it you can believe it if he said he's going to restore your marriage then you can believe it if he says that, if he says, I go away to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may also be, we can believe him. We can believe him. And I, 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 I want to, 
I want to leave it there. There's, there's, there's more in there. There's so much in there because when we look at God and having conversations with the best and the highest truth teller there was, is, and ever will be, you know God can tell the truth. And so gentle. So good to how he, he knows how to work with us. He knows we're frail and we're like dust. I always say, Lord, be gentle with me. I know I'm a knucklehead, but Lord, be gentle with me. Because I'm, you know, my little feelings get hurt. <laughs> I'm so unworthy. <laughs> Repent in a heartbeat, boy. <laughs> but we can rely on the impeccability of his character. Impeccable, the perfection of his character. He's, he is the truth. He is it. He is the truth. That's the kind of leader we want. And if you're in this room and you have not placed that kind of trust in the truth, I invite you to do that today. I invite you to say, Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus, you are the truth. You can't lie. Whatever you spoke, you'll fulfill. I want to follow you now, and I want to follow you into eternity. I want to invite you into that. And if you make, if that's already happened in your heart, you've already had that encounter, or you just had it right now, please come up after we dismiss and let me know so we can pray with you and put some stuff in your hands. Man, God, you're so good. So good, Lord. Oh, boy. Yeah, you can play. And for those of us who, we, we, we know as awesome as, as, as the Lord is, that he, he, he wants our first and best. He, he, he knows our weakness and our frailty, but, but he, he, he wants that kind of effort that inward intention that says Lord help me build my life on you around you help me to make you first and, and, and if you're been wandering or you're lost or whatever confused nothing makes sense nothing has meaning I want to invite you into that hey God let's I want to talk to you about some stuff you don't have to wait till tomorrow morning some of you have been doing that in your heart uh, pretty much since we started the whole day today but Lord, I want to I want to talk to you about the things I've been letting get in the way of us. I want to come clean. <laughs> I want to come clean with what I've been allowing to get in the way of us. <laughs> and I want to put it away today. I want to repent. I want to I want to turn more to you. Spirit, help us to repent. Help us to turn our hearts. Help us to, as we even worship you, just let those things go and just enjoy your presence and let our lives be built around talking with you, listening to you through your word knowing that your word is truth. And as we build, we're building on a solid foundation. Thank you for helping us to see 
where we've relied on other things to get us started in the morning. Where we've let other things crowd out. Just getting to speak to you and give you thanks for another day. who are leading us and devoting ourselves, our hearts to God to come and just continue on in this vein. Where the Lord be our shepherd. The Lord be our leader. The Lord be our ultimate influence. From top to bottom, Lord, you, your voice, what you say, building that way. Thank you, Lord, that you lead us into green pastures. Thank you, Lord, that your leadership is perfect. Perfect. You know what you're working in our lives. We want you to just keep having your way, Lord. Thank you. 